0: This is Channel Attitude. Your voice. Your right. Your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to an all-new episode of the Talks with Taylor Hendricks podcast with yours truly exclusively on Russo'sBrand.com with Channel Attitude. (laughs) <laughs> today we have a very interesting episode but first things first guys I have been having such a day like this is like legitimately a day in the life of Taylor Hendrix it is calamity Jane central I am in a 24 7 no holds barred hardcore match with the earth every single day of my life every single day of my life okay so I slammed my own head into the car door today um that was delightful i dropped a bunch of paperwork on the super hot black cement um luckily the wind did not blow or all the paper were gonna just been gonzo uh you know? um i misplaced the i don't know if you call it uh an audio jack or audio cable or whatever you know the cable that goes from like Bluetooth headphones into a device. Yeah, I misplaced that so I have to apologize for all the background noise It's the last time I looked at the uh, the temperature. It was literally 102 degrees So I have to have this on because I am dying and it's still so hot because I have a metal roof Um, so and, and so I have like the fan on I have the AC on it is just crazy Um. And then so yeah, I apologize for that and I apologize for being such a space cadet today and misplacing my audio cable I feel like the noise would be less with it um and then i i broke my one of my lighting rigs for this podcast so it is so like over here off screen it is so guys it is so janky like (laughs) this thing is one sneeze away from just dunsville like (laughs) it's just so bad it has just been a day in the life right and so then (laughs) um i had someone take a picture of me today and the picture was just so gosh darn awful like I, I like it made me look like Gollum out of Lord of the Rings like my precious like I like what were you doing like this is me right now with just lights on okay and some makeup but this is me I don't look like Gollum but this person literally made me look like I don't know if Gollum had a baby with like the drunken head in in Beetlejuice <laughs> like, I look so haggard so haggard. Like, my teeth looked yellow. Uh, my smile looked all janky. Like, I was like, the Joker or something. Uh, you know, it looked like I hadn't slept in about 10 years, 5 months, and 6 days and 14 hours. Like, I literally looked like straight out of, I don't know, something from Resident Evil or, or something molding under the bed. I, I don't know. It was just so bad. And, and they didn't retake it, and I was like, really? Really? Like, what did I do to deserve Like, Oh, it was so bad. But anyway, I digress. It has been one of those kinds of days. This episode is going to have a lot of laughs as my headphones keep disconnecting for a reason only they know. (laughs) Only they know. Uh, We have a brand new Q&A today. We've got a Hollywood News update, a calendar update. Um, Let me see here. Uh, and we've also got a did you know and of course some motivation to carry me through the week I think even I need some motivation today because after all Consistent motivation will take you places that motivation alone cannot because consistency is key uh, <laughs> So it's definitely one of those it's it's Guys, it's just one of those kinds of days. Gotta roll with it, gotta roll with it. You gotta you know, be positive and just, this is the best day of my life. And the more times you say it, the more likely you are to believe it. So without without any further ado, we're going to dive right on in to a brand new Q and A. Now here's what you're going to want to do. If you're a fan and you want to get in on all the fun that is Q and A's with Taylor Hendricks, here's what you're going to want to do you're going to want to go over to my YouTube channel and subscribe to my YouTube channel. The link is on one of the sides here, youtube.com slash at Taylor Hendricks. You're going to scroll down after subscribing, you're gonna hit the thumbs up button on the latest Q and A Wednesday video, or Q and A's video, and you're going to want to post your comments See, I'm telling you, this is the day. This is the day we're having. You're going to want to post your question for your chance to be featured in the comments below that video for your chance to be featured, as well as getting featured on my podcast, Talks with Taylor Hendricks, on brand.com Get to for literally zero. Uh, I think that's amazing. You get question, you get, question, you get see, I'm telling you, this is the day that we are having such a day today, but I have to laugh, you know, this is a, whenever I'm having like a rough day, I always just keep repeating to myself, this is the best day of my life. This is the best day of my life. I am so blessed. This is the best and greatest day of my life. Cause eventually if you say something long enough, your mind will believe it. Um, so that is what I have been doing all day today because y'all today has been rough. Today has been rough. <laughs> aggregate list of reasons. Um, but one of the reasons why I want to give just a not so subtle plug to, uh, versus brand.com right now is not just because, uh, my podcast is featured by them on the website, but also because it is a great subscription in the podcast world. You get like 20 plus different podcasts, live streams, YouTube videos, and so much more from so many different successful people, both in and outside of wrestling from all kinds of different walks of life and all kinds of different perspectives, all for less than a large cup of coffee per with no long-term commitment. Uh, tell me a better podcast deal. I'll wait, but I won't though, because there isn't one. <laughs> so that is how you can get featured on both my YouTube channel and on russusbrand.com for talks to Taylor Hendricks. So without further ado, let's dive right on into the latest Q and A. Here we go. All right. We're going to push Gollum aside. We're going to push all of the hardcore match with the earth. Every day in my life, Calamity Jane to the side, and get right down into the nitty gritty of this week's Q&A with Taylor Hendricks. Here we go. Um, one person asked me, uh, who was my favorite opponent at ROH? Well, um, honestly, that's a really hard thing for me to answer. Um, it is a toss-up between three amazing individuals. Uh, Mandy Leon, uh, Kelly Klein, and Sumi Sakai. <laughs> apologies. Um, And here's the reason why. They all, each one of them, brought something different and unique out of me in the ring. And we got to do some amazing things that made me just feel so amazing in my career. Um, And it kind of put like a bright light in a lot of the bad times that we all were having. Um, And so that's why I have to say that those three were specifically my favorite opponents at Ring of Honor. You know, (laughs) Kelly Klein and myself were the first main event for Women of Honor. Which was a huge deal. There's so many stories about that <laughs> from her and I both. It was just... Um, and then Mandy Leon and I, it was such a big deal for us. We were the first, we were one of the only ones to have like a main storyline that was actually consistent and had a meaning. And also we were the first women to have a no DQ match for ROH and it was such a huge deal. We wanted to make everybody proud. And then with Sumi, she always wanted to take all of my stuff all the time. My tombstone, my stuff. She's always wanted me to get more stuff in, more stuff in, more stuff in. And she was actually my first win in Ring of Honor, I believe. Like, I lost, like, the first five matches for no reason. Um, And then one day in Rhode Island, I was like, boom! Sumi Sakai gave me my first win. So, I, I... Those are really special moments in my heart, each one of those. So I have to give kudos and respect to those women for that. Uh, there was a lot of battles that Mindy Leon and Kelly Klein um, and Sumi Sakai fought that nobody even knows about, uh, you know, because we all really did truly believe in Ring of Honor and Women of Honor and the vision that we had for it and what we wanted it to become that it didn't end up becoming. But we all worked so hard for that. Um, so yeah, that special place in my heart for those three. Um, <laughs> another person asked me for um, some advice about driving. Okay, so here's a little backstory. Um, I don't want to put this person's information on blast just in case he doesn't want me to, but I love getting to be a part of you guys in the Taylor Army's lives and, uh, and all these different goals that you guys are accomplishing. It just makes me feel so amazing, seriously. So this fan of mine in the Taylor Army who interacts with you guys all the time, he has a physical ailment and one goal that he recently crushed was getting a job. That was a huge deal for him a huge goal of his and he got a job now he is currently studying to take his driver's test which is so exciting so exciting um, he is crushing so many limiting beliefs and you know expectations uh, that go along with his ailment and uh, his physical ailment and I am just so proud and so excited for him so he wants to know if there's any advice uh, that we all could give about you know him taking the driver's test and about driving in general <laughs> One thing I would have to say, this comes from my dad, who is a truck driver for a living for like at least 20 years. Um, he always says that you are not only driving your car, but you are also driving everyone else's car. Um, and that's a big deal. And that might not make sense, but it actually really does make sense when you really, truly think about it. Okay, You have to be prepared for everything. You have to be a very present and active, engaged um, driver, okay? Like you have to constantly be aware of your surroundings, be aware of what's going on. And so (laughs) being on the road a lot, uh, driving, you know, so many wrestlers. I'm surprised there's not more accidents in the wrestling business, honestly, with how little sleep people get and the lifestyle and everything else and the long road trips. um, It's crazy. So one thing that he taught me is to always not just pay attention to the car in front of you, but pay attention to two and three cars ahead of you because if you're doing that, then your reaction time is actually going to be faster than the car in front of you because a lot of people don't pay attention at all, let alone to two and three cars in front of you. And that will help you. It's like Called offensive driving, I think. I think it is or defensive driving. I, I don't know, one of the two, one of the two. I cannot think today. I am just so out of it. It's so it's been one of those days. Um, so yeah, so that has actually saved me so many times on the road because my reaction time ended up being a lot faster than the person in front of me, which could save someone's life. You just don't know. Um, another thing I would say is learn how to parallel park. I cannot tell you how many people I have met that do not know how to parallel park. Um, and also a lot of times, um, learn how to drive a five speed. Uh, a lot of times those are less likely to be stolen because not a lot of people know how to drive those anymore. And I actually learned how to drive one of those before I even learned how to drive an automatic. Yeah, I'm kidding not. Um, so those are some of the basic, uh, advice things that I would definitely say. And, and wear a seatbelt for the love of all that is holy. Wear a seatbelt. Okay. And if you're tired, do not drive because you're, t- you're, your reaction times are so slow in comparison to, and you know, a fully awake person. Um, another person asked me, uh, would I ever want to have an official action figure? I actually really would, uh, you know, stay tuned. Um, another person asked me, would I ever want to be on, um, Vince Russo and Jeff Lane's show castrating the marks? Oh my gosh. Um, if I did, I, I could totally do that. Um, however, I feel like I feel like the Matrix would come after me. As it is, when we're consistently doing the brand live with Vincent Taylor talking about different pop culture topics, I already felt like the Matrix was zeroing in on me. Um, and to be honest with you, like people didn't want to believe me many years ago, so why would they want to believe me now? You know what I mean? That's kind of just my philosophy on on that. You know, I kind of just do bring a positive spin to all the things. I'm gonna be playing with my hair all day, just. I don't know, you guys are just going to have to deal with it today I guess because, I don't know Um, I was, you know, it's been a day Like we said, it has been a day (laughs) I'm going to be saying that all day Another person asked me uh, Would I ever be interested in Say if, like, WWE New Japan and or A company like that that has television Would want to hire me as, like, a writer For promos and character development and stuff backstage Would I do it? Um, Who's to say there hasn't been? (laughs) uh moving on uh let me see another one another person asked me um how would i go about writing a feud between myself and lita that would be so awesome i actually really do really like lita um here's how i would do this i would do it as a student who is disappointed in their teacher uh, you know, like one of those passing of the torch moments, but I would want to do it in such a different way. I would want to do it from a place of anger and disdain and disappointment. Um, because I think that's what a lot of people can relate to. A lot of people have had, you know, that, you like, you know, that, that, that phrase, that cliche thing that people say where they're like, oh, don't meet your heroes. You just wind up being hurt and disappointed. I almost broke this lighting rig too. Uh- <laughs> Um, that is kind of how I would approach that. I think that would be very, very cool. Um, I think it would get Lita, um, in a really cool place outside of her comfort zone. Um, and I think it would just be, add really, really cool depth to the overall just vibe of the division. Um, I think that'd be so cool. Like, you know, I, I came to learn from you. You took me under your wing. You taught me this, you taught me that, and you taught me to always do this. And for the first time, when you had the chance to do what you always taught me to do, you let me down. You turned out to be everything that you warned me not to be. I guess what they say is really true haters are so much closer than you have realized. something to that effect like i could i could really sink my teeth into being disappointed in her and you know just feeling so let down and it's about time that you get put out to pasture with the rest of the this that and the like there's just so much that i could honestly write like i already came up with at least five different Promos in my head just based off of that alone. Um, there is just so much. That's how I would go about writing um, a storyline with Lita, because even though I'm the student and the young protege, I end up being the heel because of a very basic human human emotion, disappointment, which then festers and and you know turns into like an infection going through your body, and it turns that bitterness turns into anger and and dismay and despair and just all kinds of negative emotions and it puts Lita in the position of being a disgraced babyface which i think is not something they do very often and i think that would give people a really good run for their money because she she's playing something that she's not really ever been playing before so it's brand new um, it gives the fans a reason to care. And there's all these different, you know, hype promos that we can use to build up with like footage of her teaching me things and me being just so eager. And then all of a sudden, you know, you just see like the future's in my eyes. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, you just see the lights go out. And I'm talking fi- figuratively like the lights, the glimmer goes out in my eyes. I am disappointed in her. I am angry everything i ever believed in has crashed down around me and now i'm going to pull out the nails that hold up everything you've known look what you have done look what you did look what you've turned me into i didn't deserve this i deserved your best and your best wasn't good enough you know stuff like that like that's just there's so much there i could do so much um so that's how i would go about writing a feud between myself and luda i think it's very exciting it's different um (laughs) it's not something that they've done really um, another person asked me, uh, what are my opinions on that slap sport? I absolutely hate it. Absolutely hate it. Um, it is causing so much damage and the compound interest of that damage is, is currently immeasurable. Um, honestly, uh, it's almost as dangerous if not more so than certain wrestling moves that you see in the ring today. Um, people are just not waking up. People think that they're invincible. People think that this stuff isn't going to happen to them, even though it happens to so many of us. And that's what makes me so sad is because, you know, you, you, so many of you listened to what Daphne said, but you weren't really listening. Um, and the reason why I think that is because people are still making those same mistakes that she was warning, uh, that she used her final moments to shine a light on and warn against. And she donated her brain to science to try to help people since she thought that she couldn't help herself. Um, And then you have these people that are doing the slap sport and you have these people doing these stupid things in wrestling and... It just makes me really sad because they're not realizing the compound interest that they're creating. I actually talked a lot about this um, in one of my recent Fightful articles called The Longevity of the Pro Wrestling Dream. Um, This is a waking nightmare of every pro athlete, but more specifically uh, like fighting sports like UFC, MMA, that sort of stuff, as well as uh, football and uh, this slap sport now and wrestling. Uh, There's a compound interest that builds up over time, and I ain't talking about making money. I am talking about the stuff that's going to cost you money and take years off of your life. Um, So I'm not a fan of that. Um, Another, Speaking of fans, another person asked me what my favorite sport is. Okay, I would probably say it's a toss-up between football and hockey with a uh, third place going to baseball. (laughs) Um, I was a varsity athlete, and I played softball. I actually had a softball scholarship to college. I don't think a lot of people know about that. Uh, it's not really something I talk about. Um, if I had to pick a favorite uh, baseball player, it would probably be a tie between uh, Ted Williams and Jason Veritek. Um, uh, I thought he was just an excellent catcher and obviously a Williams which is pretty fantastic. Um, and then I would have to say for hockey, it would definitely be Cam Neely. Uh, yeah, and that's also my mom's favorite hockey player too, so yeah. Um, let me see here. Someone asked me, um, how do I do my makeup? Your makeup looks so pretty. Thank you. That made my entire day, especially considering the photo that got taken today. Um, listen, I'm not an expert in makeup, but I do appreciate uh get I don't get asked those types of questions a whole lot. So to me that's really awesome. Um I don't wear as much makeup as people think I do. Like, I very rarely founda- wear foundation. I'm not wearing any foundation right now. Um, I use a lot of cream makeup and then I top it with powder makeup. And one of my secret weapons is actually after I do like my serums and my moisturizer and my sunscreen, I actually put Vaseline. Um, and then I put my makeup over the Vaseline. Um, I don't really use foundation. I don't really use a lot of concealer. Um, That's why I don't care if there's a little bit of color under my eyes because I just don't like the feel of feeling like I can, like a dirty car. That's how I I talk about it. Like, I don't like feeling like a dirty car where I could wash me on my face. Uh, That's to me what too much makeup feels like. So for me, I just focus on areas that I know how to do. um, And I go from there, Uh, honestly. Um, Yeah. And that seems to work for me. I, I call it. Uh, I got it from Marilyn Monroe, actually, she did her own variation of using Vaseline, so I call it, you know, the modified Marilyn Monroe method. And that's what I do. Um, I do not like a ton of makeup. I don't like the maintenance of it, I don't like the feel of it, I don't like the creasing of it, I don't like having to fix it, I just don't. Like it, especially because I'm not great at it and with my hands still healing and the dexterity not there I just want things that I know that I can do and to make me feel good I don't want to go through 1800 steps and a makeup routine that takes two hours like I just I do not have the time for that so I use cream uh, and some powder and some you know highlight and contour and Vaseline and a lip liner with a lip gloss and lipstick um, what is this? Uh, this is a combination of Vinyl Cult Cosmetics, um, a hyaluronic acid for the lips, and uh, MAC on my lips. Um, and then I use the White with Style Teeth Whitener, and then I have some uh, different stuff for my face, and that's it. I do not like a ton of maintenance. I am a low maintenance sort of person. <laughs> um let me see here Uh ch-ch-ch-ch. okay guys we are going to stop the latest Q&A uh, if you have any more questions don't forget to head on over to my youtube channel youtubecom slash at Taylor Hendricks subscribe scroll down to the latest Q&A video hit the thumbs up button and comment your question in the comments below that video for your chance to be featured on my podcast as well as my youtube channel for q and now we are going to head into a brand new Hollywood news update uh, before we do there was one question from Q&A that I did not get a chance to answer because, uh, like I said on YouTube, it was such a multi-faceted question that requires so much different um, avenues of insight um, as well as explanation. So I'm going to be saving that for a different week. But here was the question, um, am I optimistic about the future of women's wrestling? Now this may seem like a very easy answer, but I think like like what's going on with wrestling as a whole and not just women's wrestling, I think there's multiple different avenues that should be discussed to great detail. So we're going to move ahead for now and we're going to head into the latest Hollywood news update. Now, if you are a fan of all things Hollywood, comic books, movie, TV shows, pop culture, and just what is going on in the world of entertainment, then this is for you. Do not fast forward, do not click out, do not click away, do not rewind. This is your latest Hollywood News update. Here we go. Here is the official casting list thus far that we know of for the first feature film for DC Studios since the takeover of James Gunn and Peter Safran as the co-CEOs of DC Comics. Here we go. Uh, the casting is as follows for the first film that is uh, that is the official reset for the DCEU, and that is Superman Legacy. It is a workplace origin story. Uh, we've got David Cornswit for Superman. We have got Rachel Brosnahan as Lois Lane. We've got Nathan Fillion. What a random thing that is. That's awesome. Um, he will be playing the Green Lantern. Uh, we have got Isabella Merced? 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 m-e-r-c-e-d hopefully i did not massacre her last name there uh i would feel bad Uh, she is going to be playing hawk girl um that i want to see a really good depiction of hawk girl i think that would be really really cool uh they didn't get too much in uh young justice which was disappointing so this will be really cool uh hopefully uh Hopefully I said her name properly. Uh, people say my name wrong all the time, so I really hate to do that to other people. Um, it is never intentional. Uh, next up we have Eddie Gathege for Mr. Terrific. And then last but not least, we have Anthony Kerrigan as Metamorpho. I am still waiting to find out who is going to be playing Lex Luthor. We talked about this last week, uh, whereas Bill, it's been reported supposedly that Bill Skarsgård is going to, is the top prospect to play that role. Um, and I'm sure that he can do a great job. He's done so many great things thus far in his young career, but I don't know. I just don't know about it. Moving right along, Disney is back in the news because their CEO, Bob Iger, is deflecting quite the bit of blame and he's receiving some very interesting backlash. (laughs) I don't normally like to jump on the bandwagon for backlash because it seems like, you know, cancel culture thing and I'm just not about cancel culture at all so but here I think he really did step in it just a little bit just to I'm being nice he stepped in it like the whole way through just just all of it it wasn't even a little bit it was it was all of it um he tried to deflect blame by saying um the current decline of Disney is based on the fact that there are too many Marvel Disney shows weakening the audience's focus and attention, basically diluting people's interest. Um, maybe could it be the fact that you keep raising the price of your platform? Uh, maybe could it be that you're hiring so many CGI's and not paying uh, you know, certain people what they think that they're worth, or maybe it's the whole... Pandering to a certain wokeness, or couldn't be an it couldn't be any of those, right? It could it couldn't be, it couldn't be you know the fact that some of the scripts maybe, according to some people, like Bob, 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 losing millions is <laughs> a big deal. Okay, Bob, losing millions is a big deal. So I'm very curious to see, you know, he also had some very interesting stuff to say about the writer's strike and then of course now the actor's strike, which he also says that he thinks that they are fighting for quote, unrealistic expectations. So we'll see what happens with this as more comes about. I will gladly keep you guys updated. The next one up is Oppenheimer. Apparently the Oppenheimer film is receiving legit rave reviews rave reviews. As a matter of fact, um, Robert Downey Jr. says it's the best movie he's ever been in, um, hands down and he was like, I'm just going to flat out say it Um, However, the actors did not get to see it at the premiere because the writers strike, like, it literally assumed they they had to walk off the premiere Um, So that was very, very interesting, but it's receiving rave reviews Next up is Screen Rant. I think we're going to have to Guys, I think we're going to have to have a chat with Screen Rant because this is some shady shizit. I am say I am dropping this mic right now. This is some shady shizit Screen Rant. Come at me. <laughs> uh, let me know if you agree with me, okay? So, Screen Rant, we're gonna talk about them twice today. So, the first one for Screen Rant on the Docket is as follows. They apparently rated <clears throat> the eight franchises without a single good movie. Alright, so um let's let's just dive right on into this here. Coming in at number eight in the top eight is Step Up. They're saying that Step Up has no good movies in it. Number seven, the shade, the shade. Coming in at number seven of no good films in the franchise is Leprechaun. Like, did you not see the first one? I bought my pot of gold now. Like, <laughs> like uh, my grandmother, before she died, her favorite scene was him on the little tricycle. <laughs> I, to this day, can remember what her laugh sounds like. She died when I was five years old, guys. I can still remember her laugh that day. So, The Shade screen rent. How is that? I digress. Coming in at number six, again, The Shade. (sighs) Children of the Corn. I like that movie. I grew up watching that. Isn't that weird to say? Like, I legit grew up watching Children of the Corn. (laughs) Coming in at number nine. I mean, number five, Fifty Shades of Grey. What was wrong with Fifty Shades of Grey? I mean, I know it didn't do everything according to the book, but I mean, it wasn't bad at all. Like, it is what it is. It it did what it set out to do. Coming in at number four, Fantastic Four. I do agree with this one, but it's like, did you guys do that on purpose? Fantastic Four is number four on the list. Like, (laughs) I don't know. Coming in at number three, again, Shady, Shady. Resident Evil. I don't care, you can come at me all you want, but I actually liked the most recent uh, Resident Evil movie. So come at me all you want, I don't care. I stand by what I said. And then number two made me so upset. Coming in at number two was Underworld. Do you guys even understand how much that defined my teenage years? Like, oh my gosh, like my my gimmick. I, I took shades of Celine for my gimmick from Underworld. Like, uh, some of the inspiration behind my iconic Taylor Hendricks character from like ROH and, and through on to today literally has Shades of Celine in it. So how can you say there was no good movies in the Underworld franchise? Shame on you, Screen Red. And coming in at number one for the top eight movie franchises that have no good films is Fantastic Beasts. Now, granted, I did not see the one, uh, the most recent one that did not have Johnny Depp in it, but I enjoyed those films, guys. Um, did I think some stuff could have been better or, like, done a little bit slower and differently? Yeah. But to say that it just was terrible? No. No. Cap, I'm calling it. I'm calling it. Shady. Shady. All right. Now we are going to talk about something else, because then we're going to go back into the shade. So we we gotta get some sunshine here. Uh, Nintendo Entertainment System recently celebrated its 40th birthday, so in case you guys wanted to feel a little bit old, I got you. I got you covered. Uh, the Nintendo Entertainment System that brought you Legends of Zelda, Super Mario Brothers and more turned 40 years old. Happy 40th! Um, I still remember my cousin getting super upset, she's uh, she's older than me and uh, I looked up to her so much, I love her, she's amazing, and uh, I remember her freaking out when she found out that she was older than MTV and so <laughs> like that was like a big deal right? Um, and now I just saw this whole uh, Nintendo Entertainment System celebrates uh, 40 years, uh, their 40th birthday and that's that's what it reminded me of. <laughs> All right guys, back to the shade here. Back to the shade. <laughs> Screen rant listed the top 10 trilogies that are consistently great from beginning to end, from start to finish. And again, I am calling shade. Cap, whatever new trendy thing it is to say, I'm calling it right here. All right, this the audacity of this list. Like I'm not going to I'm not going to reveal it, but I am going to say number 2 through 5 I literally have never even heard of so how are these on the list like I'm not saying that everything cool is what I've heard of like I'm not saying that at all but number two through five I have no idea what they are so calling it shady stamp of shadiness like <laughs> here we go uh, screen rants top 10 trilogies that are consistently great from start to finish coming in at number 10 back to the future I love this I loved the back to the future franchise so definitely into that Coming in at number 9, I felt like this should have been so much better on the list. It's the Dark Knight. How do you have a top 10 list for trilogies and Dark Knight is number 9 out of 10? Like, what? What are you? Coming in at number 8 was the original Star Wars. I feel like that should have been... I feel like we should take numbers 6 through 10 and make that 1 through 5. Okay, I'll go through this whole list, and then you tell me if you agree with me. So, number 10 is Back to the Future, number 9 is The Dark Knight, number 8 is the, the original Star Wars trilogy. And coming in at number 7 is The Lord of the Rings trilogy. That's number 7 in a top 10. Coming in at number 6 is Toy Story 1 through 3. Okay, so that's that's six through 10. Now here's five through one, okay? Coming in at number five of the top 10 trilogies, the Dollars Trilogy, Crickets. I literally have no idea what that is. Coming in at number four, the Three Colors Trilogy. I have no idea what that is. Coming in at number three, the Before Trilogy. Again, no freaking clue. Coming in at number two, uh, the, Three Flavors Cornetto Trilogy? What the flipping flip is that? What What is that? What is that? And coming in at number one of the top 10 trilogies that are consistently great from start to finish, The Evil Dead. I love the Evil Dead franchise, I'm not going to lie, but the shade you guys threw at Lord of the Rings. Where's Sean Wick on this list? What about Pirates of the Caribbean? uh the conjuring um, let me see guardians of the galaxy or even how to train your dragon um and if you are like a super duper uh, like sci-fi fan where's planet of the apes on this list but we've got three flavors cornetto the before the three colors the dollar what are those so do you agree with me when i said that six through ten should have been one through five i want to hear your thoughts how would you rate the top 10 trilogies that are consistently great from beginning to end, from start to finish. Do you agree with this list? What are your thoughts? Do you, oh my gosh, me, this is so shady. Screen rant, we have to talk. We, we need to talk. We need, make it happen. <laughs> Moving right along. You have a brand new calendar update today with two stops we're going to make. First stop is back to Disney. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will officially make its way to Disney Plus on August 2nd, so mark your calendars. And then coming in September, after like 10 years, I am so excited, Kitchen Nightmares with Gordon Ramsay returns to Fox on Monday, September 25th. After nearly 10 years, I love this show! I swear, this is one of my guilty pleasures. It makes me never want to eat at a restaurant ever again. Oh, but at the same time, I love it. I love it. I will sit there with a bag of chips if I want to just be like, oh my God, he didn't check the, the temperature in the fridge. Oh my God. He left that chicken out. Oh and <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I digress. Um, Deadpool 3 sees another delay to production. They originally had a delay during the writers' strike where Ryan Reynolds was not allowed to make any changes or improvisations to the script. Now they're seeing another delay after the SAG strike with the actors um, on strike. So uh, this could potentially post their 2024 date, uh, postpone that, so we'll keep you updated on that. And then one of the last updates for the Hollywood News update this week is The Witcher on Netflix. Uh, the witcher season three is going to be the last appearance in the series of henry cavill um and then he the role will be taken over by liam hemsworth uh the witcher season three has officially seen a 30 percent drop from season two now there could be several reasons um some of the reasons cited could possibly be they're disappointed that henry cavill is leaving the role um, it also could possibly be how they have kind of deviated from their normal um format where they'll release all the episodes of a season at once. This is actually broken up in half, so maybe people are just waiting for the second half to come out so they can watch it from start to finish. Um, Who's to really say, but a 30% drop is significant. All right, everyone, I know I said we were going to do a did you know and then some motivation, because that's the bread and butter of the podcast, But. Again, like it is every single week, I seem to have too much information on my, in my notes. So we're going to go right to motivation because that is in of itself one of the most important parts of the podcast for Toxic Taylor Hendricks. It's one of the only places that you get it. Um, <coughs> so therefore it is worth highlighting. So here we go. Motivation to carry you through your week. Um... <coughs> Last week, I went really in depth with you guys on some stuff that drastically changed my outlook on life, my outlook on just so many different things, really, Um, and a lot of advice from my mentor that had such a profound impact on me that I wanted to share with you. Um, And so today's lesson um, in motivation, I guess I would say, because, you know, you can turn mistakes into lessons, Um, today's lesson is very, very simple. Learn to be okay. And what does that basically mean? We've been talking about how to pass on and break uh, pass on generational wealth and prosperity and happiness and health and success and and all the, the all the attributes that contribute to those things, as well as breaking generational curses, so we can all eventually become the adults we needed as children. And we've talked about how if this was easy, everybody would do it. And we've talked about F the victim Olympics, I'm not a victim. Uh, we've talked so much so much about so many different things in this process. You know, it's not an easy process. If it was easy, everybody would do it. We, we've talked about, you know, not everybody's meant to go on this journey with you and that's okay. We've talked about so many different things that are involved in this process. And that's why today, I thought today was so important to talk about learning to be okay. <laughs> Learn to be okay with not being invited. Learn to be okay with not being understood. Learn to be okay with not being liked. And learn to be okay with not being respected and learn to be okay with not being appreciated. All right. These are going to sound really, really weird, but I'm going to break it down in the simplest way I know possible. And, and I do believe that these are things that are worth understanding and worth knowing and worth practicing consistently because after all, consistency will take you places that motivation alone cannot. We say that almost every week, and every single week I mean it. So let's all be the adults we needed as children and learn to be okay with A, not being invited. All right, if you got a late invitation or you didn't get an invitation at all, that means you weren't wanted there. So be okay with that. It's not the right place for you. You don't belong there. All right, learn to be okay with not being understood. If someone is going out of their way to misunderstand you or ignore you or any other facet therein, that means their minds were already made up and they're not for you. That's okay, learn to be okay with it. Those people are not for you. Learn to be okay with not being liked. All right, this is a hard one for a lot of people, myself included, but here's the thing, right? There are billions of people in the world So odds are, chances are, statistically speaking, there are bound to be a few people that don't like you. That's okay. You're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And as I say, that's okay. If I'm not your cup of tea, that's perfectly fine. Because I'm a glenghoolie blue, I'm a scotch. That ain't for everybody. And that's okay. (laughs) I genuinely think that. Um, Learn to be okay with not being respected. Listen, this sounds really weird, but I am gonna break this down because after all, that's what we do right learn to be okay with not being respected if people are outright disrespecting you and you're sticking around and you're showing up there how can you expect other people to respect you if you don't even respect yourself it's as simple as that if you are constantly being disrespected and you you take it and you take it and you take it and and you just continue to allow your boundaries to be violated and to be trespassed on and all this other stuff, how can you expect other people to respect you if you don't respect yourself first? It's the same thing with how can you expect to love anybody else if you can't love yourself first? Same thing. And last but not least, learn to be okay with not being appreciated. Some people are not going to see your value That doesn't mean you are any less valuable, okay? A sunflower does not grow in the Arctic for a reason. And when that does not happen, do we blame the sunflower? Or do we go, oh, well, it it wasn't the right environment. It wasn't the right kind of circumstances. Obviously, it was the environment. It was not the right kind of circumstances. So learn to appreciate yourself learn to appreciate your own company learn to appreciate your own value learn to appreciate and love you learn to appreciate love and respect you learn to appreciate love and respect and understand you and learn to invite yourself to things that you want to do because after all you can't do epic shizit with basic people not everybody is meant to go on this journey with you and not everybody is going to understand that or like it or respect it or appreciate it and that's okay the only person that has to appreciate it, respect it, love it, understand it, and invite it in is you. All right, there are three places that you can go for free where you don't gotta worry about not being invited, not being understood, not being liked, not being respected, and not being appreciated. You wanna know if those two places are? In your own lane, away from wherever they are, and minding your own business, focusing on what you have got to do. Those are the three places You don't have to deal with any of that shizit. So learn to be okay. Learn to be okay with not being invited. Learn to be okay with not being understood. Learn to be okay with not being liked, not being respected, and not being appreciated. At the end of the day, you have to appreciate you. You have to appreciate the struggles that you've had, the silent battles, the things that you have overcome. You have to learn to respect you before anybody else will, okay? You have to learn to respect your boundaries, your values, your moral compass, and your integrity. And to honestly and truthfully, to respect the little kid that used to be, who gave up their childhood so you could grow up. You gotta respect that kid before you can respect yourself and before anybody else can respect you. And that takes a lot of hard work and dedication. You have to learn how to like yourself in good times and in bad before anybody else can be bothered to like you. If, if, if you're gonna worry about being misunderstood, then you are never going to accomplish anything, okay? Because people love to misunderstand, to create drama. You, let's be honest, you could probably cure cancer and there's still going to be people that are gonna hate you. Do you know how many lives you would save by curing cancer? And yet people would still hate you. That puts it into perspective, like other people's hate is really none of your business. And last but not least, not being invited be okay with it because some places were never meant for you to thrive in or be in or be around to begin with. Not every environment is created equal. And just because other people aspire to a certain environment does not mean that you have to. All right. Sometimes you have to prioritize yourself instead of what other people want from you. So learn to be okay. All right, everyone, this has been the latest episode of the Talks with Taylor Hendricks podcast coming to you live every single Tuesday as part of the brand family on versusbrand.com. Until next week, everybody, talk soon.